designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Happy New Year, everyone. I know we're into the new year a little bit, just a few weeks, but we still have a lot of 2023 to go. And I can't believe that it's 2023 already. And we want you to kick off this year and get started spending time with God. So that'll be our focus this year. Wonderful. I can't believe a fresh new start to a year always gets people thinking about goals and how they can work on themselves to become healthier, more organized, safe. And most importantly, I think really grow in our relationship with the Lord, right, Pam? Um, right. So these podcast listeners, um, we want to ask you, have we broken our goals yet? Have we not set any yet well-intended goals, but haven't yet started them? Pam, where are your goals for the year and what are what have you hoped to see in 2023? Yeah, I hope to see us as a church, as a unit, as women just grow and uh, become more of who God intends us to be through him. Um, I think, you know, I set (laughs) all the, let's go to the gym goals, you know, those kinds of things. (laughs) And everybody does, because if you go in January, you can't get in. But if you went two weeks before Christmas, it was dead. (laughs) So, you know, all those things. And I do think that God intends for us to have a healthy um, life both spiritually, mentally, physically, all of those things. But I think all of it centers around where our focus is. And for this year, I want our focus to be a deepening relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Lindsay, last year you were talking about um, the word was bold for for you and to show boldness. And um, I think typically we think of goals that the year should be uh, like our work or our accomplishments. Mm -hmm. But uh, for some of us, 2022 was um, a year in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, a great year. But for other people, 
it was a year of great suffering. And I think my year was less than stellar. <laughs> I had some victories and, and uh, I had some deep heartbreak in 2022. Just to be really open with you, I want you to know that we feel the same, that, same things that you feel out there. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think that people look at us and think, oh, they've got a podcast or you know, the church and everything's going great. I mean, she's married to a pastor and I'm like, yeah, sometimes that's great. Sometimes that's not, (laughs) you know, and, uh, but really uh, just content. God kept bringing me through that and how he continually is working in my life. And that can be true for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're one of those ones here um, that has a word for the year, and I don't know if you even know what that even means, but sometimes God just lays on your heart, just a word that he wants to either work within you yourself. And, um, and really it's more importantly um, to grow a relationship with you and the Lord um, as you go throughout the year. And, and Pam, you were saying bold. I just want to share my story real quick because I think it's just such a neat opportunity to be able to see how God's working and Mm -hmm. how in these um, coming months, as we talk about deepening our relationship with the Lord, how um, he, he speaks to us um, if we, if we listen. And Mm -hmm. so um, last year um, I had kept on reading and going into the word and, and through pastor um, just listening to podcasts and, and, worship and so forth. And just the word boldness kept on in my heart of feeling as though, Lord, you are asking me to be bold in some way, shape or fashion. Um, it was scary to me. And at first I thought maybe it would be work wise related and he'd want me to you know move in relationships. But as um, I progressed throughout the year, um, what a, a beautiful sense of him being able to establish um, more boldness in who I am as a person and being able to be bold for him. So being bold for him, um, for me, that I had no idea what he was bringing me up to be, but the intense um, emotion of feeling as though to start a women's small group this past year, um, the opportunity to be able to start a podcast this Mm -hmm. year, this last year. Um, There's different things that you can try out that are new and um, the Holy Spirit prompts you in different ways. But um, a lot of the times we usually will say no, or we're not good enough. Or Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times we think that we are, you know, not worthy enough because we're, we're not professional enough like these um, artists and or speakers of, um, of like having Lisa Harper for instance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which was a great accomplishment for 2022. That's right. I think the ladies really enjoyed that. And, you know, we keep trying to get her on our podcast, yeah. but we'll see. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. No, it's just perfect though. And, uh, you know, um, as you start to think about this year and if you haven't yet, just, um, pause for a moment and just, see if, um, what God's speaking to you and it's, um, opening up scripture and just being able to see, um, what he's, um, really kind of showing you in light and themes that he's giving you, um, because he, he really does, um, he really does have something special for you. And it's one of those, um, moments in time that you really start to start to see the, um, him work within, um, throughout the year, um, Mm -hmm. as you, um, seek him. Right. So, whatever your year in the beginning of this year looks like. I believe that if we apply the basic mechanics of Christianity, and I mean by that, those who follow Christ, there's a lot of words that float around these days for Christian and that kind of thing. But if you're truly a follower of Christ, then no matter what happens, it'll be a better year for you. 
um, in the year 2023 for following him. So, so how do we get started with spiritual goals for the year? You know, spending more time with the Lord or growing our relationship with um, him, Pam? Yeah. Well, there are several things that need to be consistent in our lives. Um, There are the basics. And I believe um, when I say basic, I don't mean that it's not important because these things Mm -hmm. are extremely important. They are life changing things, but they are also very basic things that sometimes we try to complicate things so much. Um, One thing that I think that I'd like for us to start with is uh, gratitude. Gratitude um, will get us in the right heart attitude to apply all the basics that God gives us, the tools that he has for our life, and that will give us a fulfilled and meaningful life. Um, This was interesting to me. I know we talked a little bit about gratitude in around Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. last year, Um, but I was looking at some things and there was a study of two groups of people. And the first group was told to write down for 30 days why they were anxious, worried, or depressed. The second group was told to write down three things that they were grateful for for 30 days. The study showed that at the end of the 30 days, guess what about the first group? (laughs) They were still anxious, anxious, still worried, still depressed, and were in fact even more anxious and more worried and more depressed. And the second half of the group was less anxious. They were happier and could think more clearly just by writing down what they were grateful for. There was one person in that group that said at first there was not one thing that he could think about that he was grateful for. Mm. So he just thought, okay, the air I breathe, that's something I can be grateful for. And then he thought, well, I have a roof over my head. I can be grateful for that. And I eat, so I'm grateful for food. That was how he started, the very basics. And then as he went on, he said he couldn't wait to get up for the next day to write down the things that before the 30 days were over, he would wake up in the middle of the night thinking of things that he was grateful for because it was an exercise of his mind that he kept doing over and over. And it had a heart change for him. So there are physical differences. There were social differences and they communicated better. Um, there was more empathy. They, the study showed that they were more involved in the team and that they were more likable. They had more likability. Wow. Um, So along with others, like the basics, like prayer, reading God's word and fasting, gratitude may be one of our greatest weapons for a better 2023. That's so true. So I am not saying that all of our circumstances will change, although some of them will, because our heart will change. It'll change our circumstance, Mm -hmm. right? But these are the tools we need to navigate in a way that makes us stronger, not weaker, more joyful, even in the deepest of pain, and assures us the presence of Jesus in our lives. And that will make any year better. Mm-hmm. So as I was thinking about this, too, um, God just um, pointed me in the direction of um, Ephesians six ten through 17. And this is about the armor of God. And I, w- I was just thinking about it in a um, 
thinking about an illustration of sometimes life is like a game of (laughs) whack-a-mole, you know, (laughs) you never know what's going to pop up. So we used to take our children and our grandchildren to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if y'all remember Mm -hmm. in there, but they called it chunky cheese at the time. That might be a better description, (laughs) depending on what you eat while you're there. (laughs) But their favorite thing was hitting the pop-up heads on the game with a rubber mallet, which is the game of of whack-a-mole. So as soon as um, you'd see one, you hit it, another one pops up. And I feel like my 2022 was like that. Um, As soon as I saw what the enemy or Satan was doing, and I smacked hard, (laughs) another one popped up. And that is how he works. He tries to hit us in places that we don't see. Mm. So we're uh, going to be discussing over the next few weeks the importance of having what we need spiritually to beat Satan at his own game. I want to read Ephesians 6 or talk about Ephesians 6, where God gives us a list of weapons for us to use in the game. Satan works in the dark, he, but he's behind the scenes. He likes to stay that way. And the Bible says that his scheme, he schemes against us. So we need to live above it and shine the light on the darkness. Um, there are different things that affect different people in different ways. Um, he works in each one of us in his tactics. I mean, like something for me, Lindsay, might not tempt you at all. Something for you might not tempt me at all. It's interesting because that's how Satan works, though, and he likes to find out what it is that makes us tick. Mm -hmm. So that's where he can attack. So he is our enemy, and he doesn't mind if we go to church. He doesn't mind if we listen to podcasts, even if we read our Bible, if we go away unchanged. Mm. And um, if we're not living for the glory of God, Satan's perfectly fine with that because that's what he wants us to do. But in Ephesians 6, 13, the Bible says that through 17, you will need the full armor. It says, make sure that your loins are girded with truth. You will need a breastplate of righteousness. And then your feet will need to be shod with the gospel of preparation of peace. Preparation is so important, I think. And he's saying, if you're going to go anywhere, if you're going to show my glory to other people, you better be prepared for it. You're going to need the full armor. You're going to need the truth. You're going to need the breastplate of righteousness. You're going to need to be prepared for your feet shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace. You will also need a shield against fiery darts of the evil one, and that shield is your faith. So we have to exercise our faith because we know Satan's going to fire those darts, and we need a helmet, and that helmet is our salvation. Mm-hmm. protects us from the lies. We were talking about that earlier, mm-hmm. about the things that come into our minds, our thoughts, and how Satan wants to attack there in our minds to make us feel like we can't do anything. We're not good enough to make us feel unworthy of what God is saying. But you're going to need also the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and that's our weapon, um, so that we can fight with that. We can use that against the darts and the the words of and the lies of Satan, the deception. And there's there's one more thing that I want to point out that is down in verse 18. He says, prayer, prayer is the key. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're discussing today. It pushes back the darkness and sheds light. God says that when his people pray, things happen. It makes a difference. If we need all the weapons and tools to live that kind of life, that will make a difference in our lives every year, we have to be prepared. And God tells us how to do it. Yeah. 
Well, that's great. And I think a lot of our listeners, even me, when I was growing up, honestly, I think we all have this, this um, fascinating way in which we think we should pray. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a moment in time as I'm growing up, um, learning how to pray in different ways. So you go through, um, you know, periods of time in which um, if I, I'll, I'll go through my, just my history, just understanding from my background and experience, um, my pastor praying and my Sunday school teachers praying, and even my mom and dad praying right before we eat dinner and right before I go to bed. Um, but, you know, really when you get into it, um, those are the instincts of when to pray. But when can you pray and how to pray is really when I looked back, when do I say that I thought I knew really when I prayed significantly to a point in which I was personally reaching out to God um, was when I started opening up the word in my own mind Mm -hmm. and my own heart. And when I did that, I then sensed, I do want to have a relationship with the Lord and I want to be able to pray and let him into my heart. and. Those, those foundational elements that your parents teach you, the pastors teach you when and what and why and how to pray are wonderful. But in your personal relationship with him, he doesn't have this, you have to pray this certain mm-hmm. way and this, um, and these certain instances, there's great, wonderful things that we can do to help our relationship and grow and flourish our relationship. But he wants true community with, with him. Mm -hmm. Um, so allowing that communication as though we are talking to each other today is the perfect way to pray in a sense. He wants us to allow himself to, um, or allow ourselves to be able to come to him at any given point in time Mm -hmm. and pray to him. So without the $5 words, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't have to be fancy words. No, it does not. Exactly. As a matter of fact, he talks about that, about using the, the flowery words and language. And we might get into that a little bit later because it's unnecessary. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Pam, where did you feel as though like, um, in a sense, when you felt like you understood prayer and, or, um, you know, how to be able to be in communion with the Lord. Right. Well, I grew up in a tiny church that really just taught us, you know, you come forward, you get saved, you accept Jesus into your heart, and then you kind of go on your way. Mm. But I remember my grandmother talking to me. So there wasn't a lot of discipleship, which is what we enjoy having today and learning and growing together and and figuring out how it is that we live this Christian life and follow Mm -hmm. Christ. But I remember as a little girl, my grandmother telling me it was just talking to Jesus. Mm. Um, Like I would talk to her or to a friend or to someone else, because it's really just a conversation. But I was a little bit confused because I was really young because I couldn't see Jesus. And I thought, Mm. okay, so how do I talk to him though? It sounded a little strange to me at first, but I just started doing it. Um, I talked to him as if he was sitting there with me, with us. My grandmother would kind of, you know, pray and I would pray. And as I got older, I began praying or talking to Jesus all throughout the day, not just at specific times, like at meal times. Or there's a funny story about that. I have to tell this though. It makes me think yeah. of it. My nephew, who is hilarious and doesn't mean to be, we were, he was like two years old. We were on vacation and we were in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We sat down at the, at the table to um, have lunch. And so 
I, I think my sister said, well, do one of y'all want to pray like to Molly and Clayton? Because my kids were already grown and gone at that point. And Clayton said that he would. And so we bowed our head and he said, <laughs> one, two, three, ready or not, here I come. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so he's playing hide and seek and praying at the same time. But he oh, it was funny. so sweet and so cute, you know, that he was talking to Jesus. And um, so I just, um, as I started doing it and realizing that, you know, it's not all about the times that we ha- think we have to pray, mm-hmm. which are important times, not saying that at all. But the days go, as the day goes on, you see things in your day and mm-hmm. you feel like you need to pray for that person that you see on the side of the road. You need to pray for someone that's having a rough time. And you really, um, it just becomes a more natural part of your life. Um, And it needs to be an attitude that can happen in sentences throughout your day. And when I mean an attitude, it has to be an attitude of the heart that is cleansed and ready to pray. Mm. Something that's not stopping you. So praying for a person that you see in any situation, and maybe we feel like we can't do anything about it rather than to pray. Yeah. And so actually, I think we're coming down to um, the end for today, but we want to continue in this conversation about prayer and uh, talk to you some more about it next week. So make sure that you tune in because we want to hear you there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How How can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying the sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.